0: I am a well-adjusted adult, and I am choosing to watch this TV show, and it is my choice 100%. Um, anyway, this first episode of the second season is um, a much better like bookend episode than the finale of the first season. Um, it's got, it's just like a good way, it's like a very good way to start out the second season. Um, very specifically, the, um, the first shot is this tracking shot of all of these beds, uh, all of the different rooms of the characters, and it, uh, I, like, I, I think there's a word for this specific type of, like, shot where the camera tracks, like, through the walls, and I, couldn't figure out what it's called um, and it's gonna bug me and I'm gonna go nuts about it And maybe there actually isn't a, a word other than just like a tracking shot um, But I love I love that that start to it of like all of these different bedrooms of the characters and you get these like small glimpses into their personality and it's like not meant to be um, Realistic, you know, it's, it's just it's so fun um so it's a good it's a good start. It's the kind of thing of like all of these secrets getting dragged out, and like everyone finds out that Britta and Jeff fucked on the study table, and that Jeff and Annie kissed, and Annie gets to punch Jeff in the face, and there's almost a wedding because Abed goes too too um too hard into the idea of making Britta and Jeff's relationship um, the adventure of the week, and um it's it's just it's like a ridiculous like a start to it. Um, and just like a good, good kind of like, let's tangle all of these characters and get them all annoyed at each other for no external reason other than like their own kind of dumbassery that has happened in in the in the season previous, which I think is a fun way to go. Uh, there is this, it 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 again like it kind of mirrors the first season in that like that that kind of thing of like this the the only problem here, um, the only conflict is uh, between the group and. You know, that's kind of all that's going on. And, um, it also does the kind of thing of, like, everyone sort of uh, splitting up, not sitting together at some point, because they're all mad at each other. I think they're, um, Troy is also doing some, like, old white man says Twitter thing that really is, (laughs) gets brought to the level of, like, Jeff sleeping with Britta and kissing Annie, which I think is ridiculous. But, um... Anyway, so they're all, they're all split up, and Starburn says this thing to Jeff about how, um, like, it, man, it really is like a good mirror for the first episode, I didn't even think about that. Um, but yeah, so Starburn says something about, like, you know, oh, like, didn't you, like, you know, you're, so you're done with them, huh? And Jeff's like, kind of like, what? And he's like, yeah, like, well, all you, we all know that, like, you, you slept with Britta, like, all you wanted to, the only reason you got this, um Got this study group together so you could bang the blonde or something, right? Like, you you know, you've got, what more could you get out of that group? And it's so, it's so cool to see that, like, see some other character say that. Because, like, you know, Jeff, you know, sits there and is, has this look on his face like, damn, that's really not what I want out of this now. What I want out of this is these, these friends who, you know, make me who I am. Um... So it's it's just funny to see to see sort of that growth. I like I really didn't realize until I started talking like just how much of a parallel it is to the first episode of the first season, and so it's 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 just very very good that the these this this sort of outside perspective is given. You know they get they get all back together and it's it's fine. Um, good start to the season. Um, the second episode is the is the one in which Jeff's lawyer friend comes back, and. Um, he is a little bit ridiculous and Jeff is a little bit ridiculous with him. And, you know, it's, it's got the good Jeff arc of like all of these characters being like, Oh, we have to make sure that he doesn't go back to being a soulless, heartless, um, jerk face that, uh, that, um, you know, doesn't care about anybody. And so they, you know, they try to protect him from that. And at at the end, he's like, yeah, of course, like, of course I still care. Like I'm still gonna, you know, um, uh, try to worm my way in because I want to work there eventually, but, like, you know, I I still care about you guys, and it's, it's cute, it's a good, it's a good ending, um, it's just, this, this is the episode that, um, really, really makes, um, Chang start to feel like he, like, this is another thing where you can start to see where his arc could go, um, where like he could fit really well into this group, and you know he he admits at the end of the f- the, f- the first episode, and then the, he admits at the end of the first episode of this season that he wants to join the group, and they're all kind of like, let us think about it, um, and so he is like, if I join your dance crew and like prove that my dedication for you, we're gonna be a part of the study group, right, and this like see okay, so here's the difference between my irritation at the way that Pierce Pierce's character exists in this show and the way that Chang's character exists in the show because I think that Chang's character is very good like it's so it's it's such a good character development and and, you know like he is in the group at the end of the end of the show um but like this sort of like minor antagonist figure, to this sort of like, trying to be in with the kids figure, to this like, terrible dictator at some point, to this sort of back in with people, to this like, utterly, utterly terrible person. like And like, this kind of waffling that he goes back and forth between is actually really fun and really compelling, um, specifically just for the type of character that he is. He's someone who starts kind of outside of the study group and, um, you know you know, is eventually gonna get reformed and brought in to the fold or whatever, but it's narratively interesting. And also he's like one of the few people that's like utterly insane enough that can pull off this sort of like level of antagonism that is fun on this show, like that, that, that is um, required of a big bad on community. And so like his arc is very good. Um, narratively speaking, um, emotionally speaking, it's it's good too. It's just like emotionally speaking, you can also say like, man, if they sh- they should have been nicer to him, honestly, like he deserved a spot in that group. He would have fit in very nicely with them, quite honestly. And you know, if he just suddenly became a recurring group cat, like cast mem- cast group member, study group member, like it honestly like would not be a bad addition. To be fair, I understand this is the second season um, of a show and like, you know, your sophomore season isn't when you start adding characters to a well-established dynamic. That's when you start fleshing out the dynamic more and um, introducing problems within the fold and, you know, the (laughs) the guest stars all come on in the season five and six and, you know, but... um, but at the same time, like, emotionally, you're like, damn, they, they could have been nice to this guy, and then he would have been in with them, and it would have been great. Um, but again, narratively, I don't care. Like, it's okay. I like the way that it goes on the show. That's Which is the difference from how I think emotionally, narratively, and, like, <laughs> social justice-wise, Pierce should, should not have gone the way that Pierce went. Um, but that is what this episode is, um, the sort of start of... Um, Chang and his existence, and also this with this dumb pop pop and lockathon, which I think is just such a it's like such a throwaway thing, but a very cute thing. Um, This is also the start of Annie Abed and Troy's absolute utter chaos as a trio. That I will always love. Um, I love like a lot of the relationships between like specific characters on this show. but I think I do have like a special place in my heart for these three people who are all like very clearly peers um, and who like are in very similar places in life and who um, on the surface maybe are are like slightly different, you know, when it comes to Annie versus Oppen and Troy but who really are very, very similar. Um, and it's very much like the the sort of meme of like, you know the, the the third person who like calms everybody down in a group and like makes you know makes everything uh uh you know you know vetoes all of the f- the, the crazy fun plans or whatever and you think that that's going to be Annie but instead she's the fucking person who jumps on the back of a man and chloroforms him to the ground because that's the only way that she could see to get out of this situation <laughs> And then Abed is the one who comes up with a plan to lie on the ground and pretend that they were all, um, chloroformed and then when that doesn't work, like, and Troy just freaking out all around that, um, it's just, it's such a fun dynamic of, like, none of them is the competent one in this relationship and they're all just the right amount of, like, weird and absurd, um, and it makes me like it makes me really excited for them to all be roommates soon. Um, but yeah, like I I don't know. I I love the three of them. They're they're so ridiculous. They're so absolutely nuts. Um and this is a good episode to start that to start that with. Um Yeah. The next episode is um the one where Pierce's mom dies and Jeff is trying to confront mortality. Um I don't really have a lot to say about this one other than like it's it's kind of a cool concept to to think about and to talk about especially because these characters are kind of all in different stages of their life and so seeing it from Jeff's point of view as like a man pushing 40 who is like coming to terms with this idea that like no matter what you do you can't control every aspect of your life and you know you might die tomorrow so you should be doing stuff that um you know is for you instead of just is for the future and you know he still has this idea of like i am still going to be who i am which is a person who's like looking to keep myself in fit shape for for a long time to come but also like i can have moments that are for me and it's kind of funny because it's not like a typical uh, arc for a male lead uh, for just a male character in general because You know this this idea of um, self-policing. You know it does it. It is true of a lot of like masculinity. Um, It's it's you can kind of see it in Troy's hyper masculinity and him uh, coming to terms with the fact that he wants to do dance and stuff like that. But it's not necessarily like an inherently very masculine um, narrative. It it tends to come with the, you know, girl. Uh, stereotypical teenage girl with, uh, body image issues who learns to like love herself, or you know the the housewife who is, um, post pregnancy, like coming coming to terms with her body again, and you know this this episode is specifically about body issues, in this in the sense that it's about his health and how he treats his body like a temple and stuff like that, so it's it's kind of it's it's nice to see that in, like, this 30-some-odd-year-old man um, and framing it, too, as, like, a not necessarily, like, a my body is shit now and I'm having negative um, opinions about my body itself and, like, more as, like, a moral dilemma is an immortal dilemma is really interesting and ki- and kind of unique um so i guess i did have <laughs> i guess i did have something to say about that episode um but yeah i don't know it's it's just like a funny little one in the middle of this stuff it's also the episode in which Abed is in the background um trying to figure out whether or not he now has a child and um it's just uh, like i i will say i feel so guilty for um, not realizing this was the episode until I saw him delivering the baby because I noticed it the first time that I watched the episode was Abed running around in the background um, and I felt so, so smart. Um, and I missed it this time in the rewatch and I had to go back and just rewatch all of the, the, the little clips. Um, but it, it's, I don't know, I, I I really love this this concept of like, I mean, it's specifically Abed because, like, everyone, like, you know, kind of thinks, like, oh yeah, he's just he's not doing anything when he's not doing anything with us. Um, that who has his own little side adventures. It's just it's just a really amusing concept. Um, yes, um, the fourth episode of the season is the Kentucky Fried Chicken space. Oh. <laughs> oh my god! It's the Kentucky Fried Chicken space launch episode? <laughs> and I say that um I say that in a way that like that sounds so serious and makes so much sense of like ah oh, yeah ah oh, yeah that that episode the Kentucky fried chicken space launch episode we know and I just like god I love this show it is so fucking ridiculous and I love it so much oh my god um uh this one, my again, my heart goes out to Abed who was gonna do a fun thing and got that stripped from him, but you know, um, good, good enough. Um, but it, it was like a very cute episode because it's one of, I think it's one of the first that like they start seeing Greendale as like this entity that's kind of keeping them together and not just like them as a study group. And so a lot of the rest of the show You know, the show is always about the study group. The show is always about the relationships between these people and putting them in crazy situations and seeing what they're like under pressure and under fire. But also the show starts to be about this place that you can call a home that isn't perfect, but is the way it is and you love it because of that. And uh, you know, especially once they start graduating and all of that kind of stuff, like you start to see these characters uh, fall, falling in love and like reminiscing about the being nostalgic about this this school and you know it's, it's a very relatable experience of tying your feelings um, to a place because uh, even if the, a play all a place is is the people and experiences that you've met and had while in it it still um, contains those memories and it's still powerful and important and I lost the train of what I was going to say. Um. Anyway, this episode is like them starting to uh, come to terms with that fact and realize that they care about Greendale as an entity uh, connected and separate to this study group that they have. And it's kind of cute. It's also, I realized watching this episode that even so far in like the first four or five episodes or so, like this season is kind of so much more like the entire group doing a thing, unless a plot, b plot, a plot, b plot, c plot. So there's there's the um, the first episode that's literally all of them just being in a mess. Um, <coughs> God, my throat is dry. Um, and then there's uh, the episode with the oh with uh, Jeff's lawyer friend where they're all they're like all together again. And then there's this one where they're literally all like you know in the same space except for Abed, but like they're still all doing the same thing, um, and it's kind of funny because the first season was so much about splitting everybody up after that initial first episode, and even that initial first episode, it was mainly just about Jeff and Britta. That this sort of putting them all together is is kind of fun and different. Um, I will say like there's. There's pros and cons to it in that I do really love the episodes where characters get smushed together in interesting combinations because it's nice to see those relationships grow individually, those like individual bonds uh, forming and and changing and like exploring what they mean to each other. But also it's just fun to see them all be a fucking mess together trying to balance some herbs and spices. is utterly ridiculous. Um, yes, that was that episode. Um, and the last episode that I watched in this little chunk is the one in which Abed makes a movie where he is Jesus. And I think this is an episode that I didn't really care for before. I kind of thought it was um, a little ridiculous. It was a little bit... Uh, I, I kind of, like, felt awkward on Abed's behalf of uh, deifying himself and the whole thing that goes around with that, um, you know, but, like, watching this episode, I I genuinely was almost tearing up at the end, and I, like, I just, I didn't remember or realize or fully get like how good this episode is and it's, so it's exploring mostly the relationship between Shirley and Abed um and it's um like it's that's a relationship that we haven't really seen in the show except for the the one time that Shirley was hanging out with Troy and Abed and watching movies and stuff like that. But, and it's one that's like kind of a little bit unexpected because, you know, Shirley is a little bit more um, narrow in her in her worldview. She's not the kind of person who, you know, enjoys the antics that the boys get up to. Um, but, and, and Abed is not the kind of person who you know, can, can thrive in like Shirley's world of f- making a lot of small talk and, uh, you know, passive aggression and stuff like that. But the two of them genuinely caring about each other throughout this this episode is so good. Um, like, so, so what happens is Abed makes this whole movie and because he gets kind of an idea from what Shirley had originally asked of him, and he kind of blows it out of proportion and decides not to help her and instead do his own thing, and Shirley's kind of mad because not only is he not helping her, but he's also like making a mockery of something that's really important to her, um, and uh, she she you know she try, she tries what she can to stop it. And then Abed has this moment where he realizes that everything he's done is shit, and he was just so blinded with this sort of like power hungry, like a deification grab of grab for um, attention or whatever that this was that he uh, didn't realize how shit his movie was, and he's like terrified that that's gonna be you know his mark that that's gonna be his his first thing that people see from him as a filmmaker is gonna be this. And so he he prays that something will come and stop that. And you know, he's like anything, rain, a meteor, like, you know, do something, God, and then nothing happens. And then he goes, okay, I see how it is. Like I made my bed, I gotta lie in it. And um, and Shirley overhears this and comes in and smashes everything with a baseball bat. And it's so good because, like, I don't know, I'm, I'm not a very religious person. I'm weirdly enough getting more intrigued by religion as a whole lately, just, you know, culturally and, like, um, sort of the, the practices around it. And of course, I was raised Catholic. Um, so I I'm like I under like I understand it and I understand the significance and I understand um the sort of imagery and stuff like that that they're going here. There's like this really good there's this really good um last supper imagery of like this last shot that Abed is doing um when Shirley comes in and smashes everything in a baseball bat. But I think there's something so powerful in Shirley being the answer to Abed's prayer. Um because of how often people look to to um, prayer for answers and are upset when you can't get one and fail to realize that you know the people around you are often the answer to those prayers. And uh, surely like stepping in here and helping out her, her friend and really vilifying herself, and, you know, doing something that's, you know, against kind of just her general MO. She's a a, a person who chooses kindness and was just going to kind of let this whole thing go, even though she um, doesn't approve of it. Um, she decides to, you know, she is the miracle that God sends to Abed to beat all of the, the crap out of his shit um, so that his movie can stop. And, um... I don't know. It's just like it's it's also just like the shot of her doing this of like um I can I can see it clearly like the 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 thing of like backlit her picking up the bat and um this like really um uh, like really I, I don't know what the word for it is. It's it's very like, you know, like old like Jesus E music. I, I don't know what the right word for, word for it is, um, playing, like, a song behind her as she slams a baseball bat into this thing for, in order to save her friend's reputation and tank her own is just so good. Ugh. Um, they have, like, the last, the last little scene between them is everybody avoiding Shirley because they're, they all think she's an, a a dick for, for busting up Abed's thing, um, and Abed sits down next to her and he sits like really close to her and is like, you know, um, again, she's kind of like like, okay, what?" And he he like admits that like he knows that like she must have heard heard his prayer and you know, he thanks her for it. And it's revealed that he has made the movie that she wanted originally, um, that he thought was going to compromise his his um, artistic vision. And I don't know, it's the these two characters who and then and then yes, and then Shirley and um and Abed, like them saying to each other that, yeah, uh, you humble me. And that really is exactly what it is. Um Shirley like was able to kind of come down off of her righteous anger and um beat shit up because it was gonna help Abed, even though that's not what she Would ever do in that situation. She is able to like take a step back from who she is as a person and do what her friend needs. And Abed doing the same thing of like, you know, compromising um, his artistic morals, if you will, and making this video for for Shirley that, you know, I guess it's got like a little bit less weight now that he has just narrowly escaped this other shitty, shitty movie that he was going to release. But you know again he's still like compromising something that he thought he was uh, uncompromisable about for his friend and just this this moment of them like like holding hands watching this movie that Shirley had asked him to make and he eventually did um in this classroom it's it's very good it's very good I'm also like, they really, I think they don't explore this relationship enough in this show. This is another thing, I'm just like, when I think hard about every single episode that I'm watching, um, I start to get mad that they just don't do a lot of the stuff that I like in this show. I mean like, like I'm not mad, I'm not mad. Um, it's just like a little bit like disappointed that, <laughs> I'm not trying to sound like a mom. i I swear to you, um, that it like doesn't come up in the show. I think that it's like a relationship that could be really interesting, especially because Abed, you know, has this whole problem with his mom, and Shirley is just very much a mother figure in the group. And maybe this like, you know, this connection gets brought up at some point, if I remember correctly. I, I feel like it's like gets brought up like. I mean it sort of gets brought up between Britta at the very beginning when Obed is film is uh starting his first film class. Um but in in any in any case it's something that like I feel like I wish they could explore a little bit more um is is this 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 sort of like again this like unlikely relationship between two people who are not very compatible one on one necessarily, who function very well as a group together, but like you know, have very limited areas of overlap outside of that. But yet they do have a lot of overlap beside the outside of that. Um and I don't know. I don't know what else I can say about this other than I was genuinely like I, I, I didn't cry, but I could I could feel the tears starting starting at that, that you humble me lines. Um, It's just, it's very good. Okay. Um, I'm excited because the next episode is Epidemiology, um, which is iconic. Um, And I uh, guess I'm just gonna watch that and just keep watching this show, (laughs) oof, oof, yeah. You know, you know, it's a good show. I'm completely in control of the fact that I just keep pressing play and then keep talking about this shit. So, goodbye.